Some men do say King Arthur is not dead, but by the will of our Lord Jesu sleeps, yet to awake, deathless and reassure us. And therefore is it that grave where he is laid, this legend hath that still his kingdom keeps. Chris Mosier. And this is Still His Kingdom Keeps, a creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Merlin. And we're back with season two, hurtling into the finale of season two. Chris, how are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, Merlin's picking up. This is, we keep saying Merlin is a good show and it's surprising to yeah. be it's a good show. And then you get to stuff like the last few episodes of season two and you're like, Oh, for real? They actually meant it. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is mm-hmm. the good shit. Like this is the good stuff. And man, I love unambiguously love just about all of this except for uh again, our complaints about like the treatment of Morgana, uh right? Yeah. But like but again, it just, you know, I love it. I love a good villain arc, right? Morgana is the Anakin Skywalker of this story. She, in a lot of ways <laughs> she is. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like they just keep doing her dirty in yep. a way that you go, she's right. Like they <laughs> They made Uther such a bad guy that anyone who opposes him seems like a good guy. They they leaned h- too hard the other way, uh, and it just it makes some of the decisions that uh, our characters make in here all the more powerful because of it. Uh, but before we get to that, let's thank our patrons over patreon.com slash monster of the week for continuing to support us month by month. We very much appreciate it. If you're thinking about joining uh, to put you over the edge, you can get episodes of this podcast early. You can get exclusive podcasts like our uh, podcast that we're doing on the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Not the new stuff. We're not. We're not. We're not new stuff, people. We are old stuff, Mm-mm. people. We're covering old. the original old trilogy. We do old things. We're doing two hour podcasts on a half of a four and a half hour movie. So that's that's the that's kind right. of shit we get up to. Uh, and you can also join our Discord, which has lively discussions of Lord of the Rings memes, which is ninety percent of the Discord now. <laughs> um, so thank you if you've already done that and consider doing it again. Chris, remind us what has previously happened on Merlin. All right. Last time on Merlin, Mordred was manhandled at midnight into Morgana's chamber by a maladjusted magician named Alvar, masterminding a merciless plot to murder the monarch. Manipulated by their moxie and maintained by her mislike of her malefactor, Morgana melded into their mischief masterfully, mishandling a malignant marvel from the medieval mansion's most magnificent measure of treasure. What? It was once more made Merlin's mighty undertaking to keep the keep safe, but not before maligned Morgana sided with the monsters 
Monstrous magicians in malice. Wow! Listen to you. I don't know. I don't know what I was on this morning. I wrote that at like seven thirty a.m. I love it. I love it. Uh, we're covering season two, episode twelve, "The Fires of." Hmm. How do you How do you say this uh, word? Oh, they said, uh, they said it. Once. I tried really hard to. Idirsholas. 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 When the fires of Idirsholas burned for the first time in 300 years, Gaius fears a sorcerer has revived the deadly knights of Madir. He's right. Morgas is returned. absolutely right. <laughs> Hellbent on ending Uther's reign. One and one. <laughs> Arthur and Merlin face the knights and barely escape with their lives. Upon returning home, they find everyone in a deep, unnatural sleep, all except for Morgana. Could she be behind the sleeping pet spell affecting the kingdom? This was uh, aired nice. on December 12th, 2009, directed by Jeremy Webb and written by Julian Jones. Uh, let's just get into it, man. We start out with Morgas. I, I love that this show decides to just show us what we're doing at the beginning by here's the bad guy. They're doing some bad shit and it looks cool. <laughs> like, Dude, not, and nine times out of ten, <laughs> the, the villain, in this case it's Morgos, is chanting a bunch of shit uh-huh. in, a, in a spooky basement with some like stone statues around her. You don't know what's going on. She's chanting some shit in a different language, and at the end, it's always like Abu Flaba Utha Pendragon. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> it's so now funny. I know what's going on? <laughs> so good, and we've had some people write in too about uh, the spell like words that they use uh, in the show, and they they actually spend some time I think thinking about it because there's been some stuff that they use that they reuse that like they're using that stuff in a legitimate way. I think it's probably the easiest way to say that. Um, cool. But yeah, she she chants some stuff. It ends with the Arthur Pendragon. Then this fucking fire lights up, and all of the knights that she's standing around, which are like covered in cobwebs, start coming to life. Um, and then we go over to Camelot, where some rando is telling a very bored Uther that yeah. uh, there's smoke rising from the Citadel, uh, which, of course, nobody has been into in 300 years. Uh, and we learn that there's a legend that if the fires are lit, the knights will rise again. And Uther's like, Arthur, mm. go check that shit out. And Arthur's like, uh, excuse me? The Last of Us Remastered just came out on PS5. I just think, pops. Listen. I mean, I, <laughs> I've been, I downloaded it three days ago, but it doesn't unlock until today. Like, I gotta get some time in on this thing before I do any Dad. chores. Dad. Dad. Daddy King. Daddy King, <laughs> Dad. baby. Daddy King, baby. Come on. Um, yeah, Uther is and uncharacteristically worried about this. Is that uncharacteristic of him? I don't know, but he's a, he's concerned. He he brushes off this this sheep herder who came with the news, and then he immediately sends Arthur out. Who's like, um, okay, uh, well, guess we'll go out. Um, later, Merlin follows up with Gaius. He's like, hey, what's that motherfucker so worried about? And then we find out that yes, three hundred years ago, seven knights of Camelot were seduced by a sorceress's call, and they fell under her control, um, and they rained death and destruction across the land. And then I guess they went dormant during whatever yeah. but something has now awoken these knights again they they, they went and... still when the sorceress was killed like they they could yeah, they yeah, were yeah, basically yeah, yeah. unstoppable until then um so arthur and merlin roll out with some knights to go check this out uh meanwhile we check in with morgana who uh finds just the best love note ever she walks into a room the window is open she looks down there's a tiny little what i would call a cocaine box i don't know what you really call yeah. these things but it definitely looks like a box she finds a tiny little cocaine box. it's, a, it's some, a miniature uh, treasure chest a, you just <laughs> stash a tiny a little bit of cocaine in it and then uh yeah. she opens it up there's a note we don't re- get to see what it is because surprise gwen is there um and morgana who 
has never tried to hide anything a day in her life. I know she's hiding the fact that she's magic from everybody, but she's also right. just doing that by not talking. But she's never really been caught at anything. She's like, ah, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Why are you asking? And Quinn's just like, I'm not. I didn't say anything. I just stepped into the room. Yeah. I just said, hey, what's up? Why, why did you jump behind a curtain? That's a really weird yeah. thing for you to do. That's It's very shady of you. Um, yeah. And then we get a brief scene of of Merlin and Arthur they're riding towards this castle tower lookout whatever place it is idol idol I keep saying idolshire cuz i think that that's a place in final fantasy okay um, sure i don't know let's call it the <laughs> citadel Ideals, yeah whatever it's called uh Merlin and Arthur are riding there arthur's teasing gaius or it's teasing <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> arthur is teasing merlin about it saying he's oh you're afraid of gaius's bedtime stories anyway on to the important stuff that night, Morgana sneaks out into the woods, where she's as she often want to do. Under uh, and there a she meets up with Morgos. Moon too. I love this. Yeah. Like this is all uh, extremely. Uh, this is vibe central. I think is how the teenagers would say it. If they, uh, if, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. This is vibe central. Yeah. Uh, Morgana greets Morgos, uh, and they are relatively they're friendly with one another, right? Like she Morgos. The last time we saw her, gave yeah, Morgana. Morgana dabs her up big time. <laughs> they dab. They dab out. Um, then they then they do the Dougie, and then <laughs> it's, it's a it's a lengthy it's a lengthy intro to it's, one another. Like yeah. if they haven't seen each other in a while, they're going to go through all of the things. You can see the arc of the moon kind of fade as they transition <laughs> to the next scene. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last time we saw Morgos, she gave uh, Morgana the bracelet uh, that has allowed Morgana to kind of sleep through the night to get to get rid of the nightmare. So Morgana is extremely happy about that, uh, but she's unhappy at having to pretend to be Uther's ward when she hates him so much. Uh, and then Morgos kind of like lays it out for us, like, "Hey, what if? Hear me out. That dude wasn't ex- didn't exist anymore. Like, would you? Yeah. What if his reign was over?" And and Morgana is like, "Yeah, dude, that sounds fucking dope." But I'm just a ward, and she's like, "No, no, 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 no. You're super important." Uh, and if you say, she also casually drops, I once could have been his assassin. <laughs> Morgana, Morgana just tried. Morgos is like, like, "I want to hear. I want to hear that. I got to get that but... story, homie. I need to. I need to know." Uh, but Morgana is more than happy to to join forces. And is like, yes, absolutely. Let's let's. I want to be on your side. Uh, let's go fuck the Pendragons up. Uh, and then Morgos mm-hmm. touches Morgana's face, uh, and then like uses some magic to put her to sleep. And then she like walks around her to start and starts chanting this spell. And Morgana literally starts to glow. Uh, and it, the next day, we see Morgana wake up in her bed and looking just. Comp- extremely groggy like she doesn't really remember how she got here it's almost like she thinks she just dreamed all that yeah exactly uh and gwen walks in and gwen like immediately you can tell gwen's kind of sweaty and not just from having to stay up all night just to watch morgana apparently uh but she's she's unusually sweaty and she's constantly yawning she's very tired which seems unusual yeah the um i think the only important thing to take away from from here is that the from the previous scene um morgos made morgana choose between her, Morgos, or Uther. Like she's, it's one or the other here, and I think that Morgana made her choice. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so okay, yeah. So sleepy Gwen, and then meanwhile, we find out that Uther is also sick in bed. Um, he's got a fever or something. He's not. He's not feeling too great. For some reason, as the viewer, I was not putting two and two together here. I was just like, "Damn, Gwen's been up all night. That sucks." Um. <laughs> Uh, Gaius is getting stressed. Gaius says, like, no, we don't have anything to worry about. Like, Uther will be fine. But this is pretty strange. The king doesn't frequently get yeah. sick. He's pretty hell and, and hardy. With, the, with all the, the signs 
and the omens. This is this is maybe not so great. Anyway, anyway, which, uh, which, Arthur and his yeah. men arrive at Edershola. I'm still struggling with that one. Yeah, they and they have swords out. Uh, Merlin thinks that he hears something. Arthur just calls it the knocking of his knees. Uh, we go back to the lab where Gwen is also feeling the, the the symptoms of this, and she's the fifth person that Gaius has seen. And this is when Gaius starts having the symptoms, like he's starting to drop some stuff and get real kind of yeah. out of it. Uh, Arthur and Merlin finally get inside the Citadel into the uh, spot where we saw Morgos light up these nights. And uh, Arthur's just kind of ready to, it's is like, oh yeah, there's some ashes here, someone lit a fire, this is this is all bullshit. Like they're, they've moved on and then they turn around and all of the knights are behind them. Dude, um, the fucking Nazgul here, like I know that we're just copying, but it's very sick. It's, it's very, very cool. sick. Yeah, yeah. This is this is very cool. Uh, and it's like the fighting is really good. Like they they do a really good job on the design of these knights. I think they're they're all like a lot bigger. Like they did the casting really yeah. well. Uh, all of this stuff is I think is is gold. This is all good stuff. Um and yeah, like Arthur keeps like, stabbing them. Nothing's happening. Um, they even have some comedy moments in there with Arthur, like just being annoyed that he can't kill them. Um, eventually he realizes that they've been completely overwhelmed by these mysterious knights. And Arthur just starts telling uh, Merlin to run. He's like, get out of here. I'm going to hold them off. Just very kind of th- the thoughtless heroics of, of Arthur. Like it, it doesn't even occur to him for a second that like, Oh, I'll run with you. He's just like, no, you go. I'll stay so you can get away. That's just Arthur for you. Yeah. And um, of course, as soon as Merlin gets the opportunity, he uses a quick bit of magic to start to cave the roof, and then he pulls Arthur out of there, and they both escape. I don't know how Arthur misses this. Like he he yells a spell at, like beside Arthur's ear, and I know like straight up screams it. Yeah, yeah just screams up. Basically says Dracarys right next to yeah. Arthur, and yeah. Arthur is like, <laughs> "Guess he was just a little worried." Uh, yeah. Don't know what that's about. <clears throat> uh, they uh, they they run outside. Uh, there's this extremely cute little scene. And man, uh, if you ship Arthur and Merlin, uh, this just must has to be just oh. absolute. Is he tending his wounds? Is he tending his wounds? Isn't this a isn't this a fanfic trope that you like? You particularly enjoy? I think th- didn't we have a whole bit about this at some point about tending each other's wounds? I don't know if, I, if, if I mean I've. I, yeah, I guess, yeah, I'll just say yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you love to see it. This is extremely cute, and I love the two of them doing this. Like, it's just, it's absolutely delightful. Uh, yeah. The wounded soldier bit is a, re- is a real popular yeah. um, one. But yeah, he kind of, he's like, hey, you got your first battle scar. Um, but none of the others made it out. Let's maybe save the jokes for when our friends are dead hey, in look, the room immediately. The, the battlefield is a, is a morbid place, and you got you to gotta find some way to get through the pain, you know? So true. So true. They uh they manage to get back to Camelot where they see uh all of the knights completely asleep, uh and we're gonna have kind of an extended series of scenes as they just look around, figuring out that literally everybody is just cold knocked out. Uh, Arthur wants to go find, uh, Uther first and foremost. Uh, so for some mm-hmm. reason runs to Gaius's lab. <laughs> um, Very funny that he can't. He doesn't check the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now I know he doesn't expect his father to be a bed at this hour, but it is. It's cool the way that they set up Camelot here. Um, yeah, this is this is everybody very cool. is passed out in the streets. We see like an empty carriage cart, whatever, roll into town, and like the driver is asleep. And um, it, yeah, if, if it gives off some these half decent like horror vibes, these two have no idea what's happened or what's going on. Yeah. Um. Until they get to Morgana's room, right? Mm-hmm. This is where they find Gwen. 
Um, yeah, Arthur lays her down and brushes aside her hair to make sure she's nice and comfy. Um, Merlin, and then they just Merlin hear some watch, rustling behind a curtain. Merlin watches Arthur doing this, like, and you're trying to tell me you're not into that girl? Like, Jesus Christ. Wow, you super were, normal behavior from you, Arthur. You are crushing really hard right now, Jesus Christ. Uh, and then, yeah, they get they realize that somebody's rustling behind the curtains. I don't know why they just don't immediately assume it's Morgana, because this is Morgana's yeah. thing. Uh, but it is. It's Morgana, who jumps out and tries to attack them before realizing who they are um she is completely freaked out and arthur unusually Mm -hmm. is a little bit harsh on her kind of demanding to know what she knows how she's able to you know withstand all of this and to yo homie she's obviously distraught just can you just chill out a little bit um but before we can get into that too far we we see the knights of the madeir riding out from the citadel of um yeah the nazgul the nazgul uh and it's very fucking cool, Chris. <laughs> you put a bunch of dudes. They look just, sick. They look sick. They got black coats. They got black horses. They're riding out from a fucking dope ass castle. Like this is my shit. This is my shit. This is. Yeah. If you don't like this, why are you watching you know, the show? Hard to get this wrong. Hard to get this wrong. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. As long as they look cool on horseback, you're you're good. So they continue to search. Um, I believe this is where Merlin says to Morgana, "Like, hey, I'm pretty sure that your magic is the reason." that you aren't affected by what's fallen over every other person in Camelot. But Hey, don't worry. I won't, I won't tell Arthur. She's like, then why the fuck are you bringing it up literally in front of him? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is a terrible this, idea. This is not the time or, or the place to do this. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> and then they finally, they check Uther's bedroom and the, Oh, Hey, and there he is. What do you know? Who would have thought? I love he's a bed asleep. This this moment where Arthur says, I found Uther and Merlin says, is he all right? And, Arthur grabs Uther's face like by the chin and like smushes his 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 whole mouth together and is like he is not all right <laughs> like he does the thing, <laughs> fucking slays me, dude. Absolutely kills There's me. There's a lot of random comedy moments like that throughout this. Like even when they're when they're moving, dragging Uther around throughout the castle, <laughs> Merlin's basically like Uther's got a fat ass. I can't pick him up. That's it. Uther's got a fat ass. It's very very funny, dude. But but here Arthur once again grills Morgana. He's like, hey, how the hell? Are you the only person? Like, you have to know what's going on. You have to have seen something. And uh, Merlin makes up a quick excuse for her, suggesting that Gaius must have given her a potion and then didn't have time to heal anybody else. And now we don't know what that potion is. But that, that's got to be, you know, why she's okay. Yeah, uh, this is the most ridiculous fucking thing to happen. In the, like, at, at this point, like, it, it, he just goes on and on about this. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, first of all, Merlin, how do you know this? But Arthur, of course, is a little bit too distracted uh, uh, to, to really know what's going on. So instead, he says, okay, Merlin, you find the potion. I'll go look for the clues in Lowtown. And I'm like, is that is that a euphemism? Are you going to jerk off somewhere? Yeah. Like, what is Lowtown? Arthur, now is not the time. <laughs> now is not the time. Uh, he, and it, ironically, he gives uh, Morgana his sword and tells her to guard Uther with her life. Uh, and of course... Hmm. Morgana being the kind of the center of this, knowing that she has made this deal with Morgas, knowing that she is, uh, you know, basically out to kill Uther and is now, you know, Uther's son just handed her a sword and left her alone with him as like faced with this idea of like, am I able to do this? Right. Like and I, mm-hmm. they, they're going to do this continually throughout the episode and I love it every time. And Katie McGrath does a great job of like really going through the emotions of, you know, I hate this man. But do I hate him enough to kill him, right? She's just on the mm-hmm. edge. She's on the precipice of this. She hates the concept, but can she actually do the execution? And I, yeah. it's her, her conflict is 
it doesn't necessarily take center stage, but it is throughout all of this. Even when she was talking to Morgos in the woods, she talks about how she couldn't assassinate him because she thought that he cared about her. And yeah, things have changed because of one random dude that she met. <laughs> Uther was like, well, he's going to die. He confessed to his crimes. Um, but yeah, she's clearly, I mean, this is her opportunity. I still think that she's a bit confused about what is actually happening. I'm pretty sure she has some idea. Um, but Morgos didn't fill her in. She didn't explain the spell, right? So she's probably just as scared as they are. However, she she has some insider info. Yes. Um, and I think this is good. I, I, I think all of this is actually really good, to be honest with you. This is just so much fun for me. Uh, from here, we check in with the Knights of Madeir who meet up with Morgos, and they all kneel, uh, which is great. Um, we get this extended comedy bit with uh, Merlin in the lab trying to use magic to wake uh, Gaius up. Uh, the first time it it works, he, he sits straight up with his eyes wide open, but he's frozen in place. He's completely unresponsive. Uh, he tries a, a different spell, and it knocks Gaius completely out of the chair, and he's just laying there with his eyes wide open. Um, I call this about notes, and I know we've been talking about the Joker a lot, but I call this being Jokerified. I don't know if you remember sure, sure, the sure. original Batman movie where Jack Nicholson is the Joker. Um, this is actual true Joker facts. This is not some weird shit that we're making up. He uses like the Joker gas to like distort everybody's face. This is exactly the face yeah, I feel yeah. like that they that those characters were making. It. I just think it's very funny that Gaius got Jokerified. I, and I love this because you can like without knowing what the spells say. You can understand like the the pathos behind them. We can understand like why Merlin reading like spells to wake people up, and one of them is just throwing water. Exactly. On them. <laughs> yeah, and one, one of them is just, just like knocking them out of his seat. Like it's not breaking the spell, and it's not actually waking it. It's just stuff that would help you wake a person up who's sleeping. Uh, and it's just those little details that that make the jokes funny. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Arthur rushes in. He has seen uh, the Knights of Madeir and Morgas riding in. They, of course, don't know it's Morgas yet, but they're they're going to find out here eventually. Uh, they go back to Uther. Uh, Arthur says they need to move him, uh, so they all pick him up. Uh, and this is you mentioned this earlier, where like it's everybody is kind of cracking up as they're dragging Uther along, and his head is hitting apples. And like, except for Arthur, who's taking this whole thing very seriously. Uh, and it's they they yeah. they finally they get to Arthur's chamber. And then, like, everybody who is now, at this point, exhausted from carrying, apparently, the heaviest king of Camelot uh, around, drop him on the floor. And Arthur's like, we have to put him on the bed. And Merlin's like, no, we're just getting him a pillow. He's like, Merlin, he's the king. And Merlin says, okay, (laughs) two pillows. Yeah. Oh, Merlin. Merlin's just like, I'm not doing it, dude. I'm not not doing it. This is not happening. Yeah, this is absolutely not not happening. I'm not lifting that badonk. I'm going to throw my damn back out. I'm surprised Uther has to throw his back out walking with that thing. It's a uh, it's ext- it's extremely funny scene and, and Morgana is just kind of in the background like going all in this but you could tell she is just absolute like she's still kind of going through everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's I, I just well this comedy duo you know goes about their routine. She's literally tortured again because she she does know what's supposed to happen in in regards to Uther. I think as much as I was saying oh she doesn't actually didn't know Morgos's plan. I'm pretty sure she's putting two and two together. Yeah, you know yeah. Um, she's figuring this out. This is. This makes sense, you know, or this is all starting to make sense. And this is when Marilyn and Arthur both start to get a little drowsy, and you realize that it has now taken hold of them as well. Yes. Um, 
from here, oh god, I lost my place in my notes. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, oh, this is where they decide to dress up Uther like a woman to disguise him. Uh, and Arthur doesn't like that idea, so Merlin says, well, I'll go get servant clothes. And while he's gone, Arthur is like, hey, Morgana, are you okay? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally fine. He's like, I can actually tell when you're lying, and it's, don't worry, like, we'll protect the king. Like, you don't have to worry so much. Um, she's like, oh, okay, great, oh, thanks. excellent, excellent. Yeah, yeah, you know me incredibly well, Arthur. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Merlin almost gets caught by a knight, but he hides in a closet. Uh, and then he has the moment where he's like, oh, I'm going to go rush down to the dragon. Because if anybody knows what the solution to this, it's the dragon. Uh, yeah. I'll, it makes sense. It makes sense. This, this fucking bit where the dragon pretends to also be under the curse. Dude, unreal. <laughs> unreal. <laughs> the comedy dude. chops on this fucking dragon, dude. I love it, man. It is fucking hilarious. He's, dude, he's been honing his craft down in that game. I'm you telling you. I mean? Yeah, like, it is. He, it is he a doesn't miss a beat. Astounding to me. <laughs> Merlin's desperately trying to wake him up. That he, and he's like, I know you're not really sleeping. And he's like, all right, all right. He's all fake snoring and shit. In my in my memory, I'm seeing the, the like stupid like snot bubbles. Pop oh yeah, up yeah, from yeah. It's I mean it's like, real cartoon shit. He really like, just leans into the bit. Uh, eventually, Merlin is like, okay, I I know I know that you're there. Like let's let's wake up and do this. Um, and the dragon is like, yeah, yeah. I uh I'm not gonna do anything for you because you have not freed yeah. me. Uh, and all of have you considered and, and, uh, going to fuck yourself, Merlin? <laughs> and all of this is happening because you don't keep your promises. Uh, yeah. And this time Merlin says uh, he will, uh, and he swears on the life of his mother. Um, Dude, not going to lie, not going to lie. This is the time to release the dragon. Right now, when everybody's Who's asleep? Gonna fucking know? Yeah. Who's going to fucking know? He's going to know. The dragon, I don't know. I'll, I don't know what happened. I mean, let him out, and then nobody will know that the dragon escaped. Unless, of course, he decides to torch the whole town. Um, I'm just saying, everybody's asleep. Let the dragon out. And then Uther, he doesn't. It's not like Uther goes down. He's not gonna know the dragon's gone unless he comes back and torches the town. And unless he comes back uh, and torches the entire saying, town. That's all I could think about. I was like, dude, you, you gotta own up to it. You now. gotta do it. But instead of just releasing the dragon, uh, he swears on his mother's life. Which the dragon's like, I know that that means more to you than your own life. So that one's that's on God, bro. It's on God, as <laughs> as, as the teens say. Uh, yeah. Then he tells. Merlin that the source of the power uh, that the spell is strong but it's actually keeping the spell going is the, what takes the power uh, and eventually he, he talks a lot about like the source of and, and, and like the whole time Merlin is just like come on dude he's got the hand twirling like come on come on spit it out he's spit literally falling go. asleep yeah like I'm literally falling asleep right now if you can hurry this up uh, and of course the source of the power is Morgana um, he tells Merlin that he's been warned about her before uh, and now she has turned against them, and that Merlin must kill her. And if he doesn't, uh, Merlin will be overcome by the spell. Him and Arthur will die, and their destiny uh, to save Camelot will not be uh, <clears throat> will not come true. They will they will fuck yeah. it up. And and again, Dragon straight up saying, "Kill Morgana." I told you about her. I told you she was evil. I told you she you know was going to be a problem. It is interesting because of course, and if you know anything about King Arthur, the legends coming into this series. You have certain expectations for certain characters. You hear a certain name, you go, oh, I, I vaguely know what that is. Um, and it has just been interesting the way that they've handled Morgana. And again, I think it's hit or miss, right? Because in some ways it's done very well. And you really you root for her. But as we were saying before, sometimes you're on her side too much, right? Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just sort of wish that they had made her a little bit more openly evil or a little bit more wicked um, instead of just sort of being like, 
the most sympathetic character who you just constantly feel bad for. Yeah, and the, Merlin keeps pushing away further and further. The major problem is that they've made her so goddamn likable. Like, and and they put her in this position of um, having been kind of lied to by her family and friends. Uh, by Gaius, by Merlin. By- if Merlin somehow never knew about her, and we had these parallel stories of, hey, this is somebody who does have help. He has Gaius to help him out, you know? And then here's somebody who doesn't. Here is how they react on their own and how that, you know, that fear turns to darkness and then that consumes them and it leads them down this this path, right? But instead, it's sort of just like, no, uh, these other characters that we like are shitty to her. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's rough. And, like, and even Uther has lied to her. And the problem with a lot of this is that she doesn't know it. Right, like so, right. we as right. as the audience know that Uther has lied to her. We as the audience knows Merlin has the secret about her, but it isn't being isn't reciprocating with his own secret. We as the audience know that Gaius would rather drug her than talk to her. Uh, so we we know all mm-hmm. of these things, but like Morgana doesn't. The only thing she knows is that she has magic. Merlin knows she has magic. She's kind of friendly with some druid guys, and Uther hates magic and would rather kill her than suffer her to exist. Um, right. And all of that leads to the situation where like she is just put in this position of to me vulnerability and you just have so much sympathy for her so that like this process of her stepping to the other side with Morgas just feels like fraught and it feels it feels kind of bad uh, as we go along and we're jumping ahead a little bit yeah. but like we'll we'll get there yeah. but that's i mean that's the meat and potatoes of this episode that's the thing to talk about yeah it's absolutely yeah the gags to the side it's you know the fate of morgana and the way that that merlin accidentally starts to shape it um, and maybe that maybe that is the point. Maybe all the things that we're complaining about, maybe that's the point. Is your plucky young hero is actually the reason that she couldn't be saved in this instance? Now again, I haven't seen the whole show, so I have no idea what happens with Morgana. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's it's definitely something that I'm going to be thinking about going forward. But um, okay, from here, Merlin goes back to the lab, right? Yeah, yep. he went to the dragon. Then he goes to the lab. And he starts gathering supplies, and then he sees hemlock. He sees you know, the bottle of, poison. of poison. Bro. I have a question for you, Chris. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Out of yeah. all of the characters in this show, and all of our all, all of the characters we've seen on Merlin so far, whomst do you think drew the skull with the snake going through the eye socket to mark this as hemlock poison? Is that a Gaius thing? I think thing? it was Morgana. You think it, I think it's Morgana. I think Morgana, yeah. like, somebody hired her to hemlock do a little commission. Hemlock is the name of her scene. Oh, hemlock. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Like hem- okay. Hemlock Chronicles. Or the Hemlock, no, Hemlock Chronicles. Chronicles is her YA novel, but it's got Hemlock in it yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. She, well, she writes a lot of. Um, what was there's a show on Netflix called The Hemlock something Hemlock Grove. She watches a lot. Watches a lot of Hemlock Grove fanfic. She writes a lot of that stuff, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, it makes sense. But yeah, the, the fucking skull. Hemlock. The, hemlock dreams or some some bullshit <laughs> like that. Hemlock dreams. Yeah. Uh, hemlock cigarette. <laughs> Merlin grabs the poison. He runs back to the castle. Uh, he's pulled aside by Arthur. Who are, is hiding from some some knights? Eventually, he's he gets to Morgana, um, and there's this kind of heartbreaking scene of uh, them again talking about like how Merlin hasn't spilled the beans about the magic stuff, and her calling him a very good friend for not doing Dude, that. Chill. Um, chill with the calling him a good friend. They uh they manage to get Uther drug into a side room. Uh, Merlin is just like staring at her the entire time, staring at Morgana like you need to come forward. Like he's kind of mentally urging her to come forward and tell the truth about this. What? Meanwhile, Arthur is just oblivious. Is like, what are we gonna do, guys? I don't understand what we're gonna do. Yeah, uh, he's drowsy. Give him, give him a break. Uh, they devise a plan, I guess. Like, hey, remember that like cart that we saw <laughs> in the town square? <laughs> Let's put Uther in that. We can all just escape Camelot. That's our only option right now. 
Yep. Uh, so Merlin goes to get it, uh, is attacked by night. He blows it off with some magic. Uh, he rushes, he goes back to Arthur who is now rigged up like a pull situation, like a pulley system for Uther. So they're yeah. just going to weaken it. Bernie's this motherfucker to the throne room, I guess. Um, they manage to get into the castle further, but, uh, he's being tracked by night. Um, they, wait, what is this? Oh Yeah. So, this, at, so at a certain point, they're all dragging. They're dragging Uther along. Yeah. It's much easier to transport him now, right? Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, they get attacked. Arthur stands to defend them, and and Merlin and Morgana run ahead, pulling Uther along. And then at some point, Morgana falls as the night is closing in on them, and she's like, "Merlin, help me!" And he doesn't. Nope. He keeps fucking running. He keeps running. The knight like looms over Morgana, even goes so far as to like. And she doesn't even, for her credit, she didn't even bring it up. No, she like, never says a word about it. I mean, she, granted, she doesn't have a whole lot of time to, but I think, I feel like. She's like, you're small, you're small servant brain. You didn't even know what to do. She didn't even know what to do. Uh, no, she's, she's, I think in her mind, she just rationalizes, oh, Merlin was afraid and he's just trying to save Uther. She's just trying to save um, the king. That's fucked up, bro. Yeah. She called him a good friend a minute ago and he just leaves her to die. Um,. He also, the knight like doesn't specifically doesn't kill Morgana, right? Like he swings yeah, his sword and yeah. stops and like recognizes her and then goes after Merlin. Um, Merlin is about to blast it when Arthur comes out of nowhere, tosses it down some stairs. They grab uh, he grabs Morgana, Merlin, and Uther. They all barricade themselves into the throne room. Uh, Arthur again is, is <laughs> and in- instead of Morgana going, "Hey, why didn't you help me?" Merlin goes, "Hey, Morgana, why didn't that knight fucking kill you?" <laughs> <laughs> Merlin is just desperate to, for her to come clean at this point I think he's just he just yeah. wants her to say anything because he knows all of this stuff is tied up with her uh, but he can't say that because he doesn't actually know he, he doesn't he's not supposed to know he has no way to prove that what he knows to mm-hmm. Arthur I guess just dude at this point if you literally have to kill her I'd be like hey Morgana there's a dragon in the basement <laughs> and he says that I have to kill you to stop this spell true or false <laughs> Let's can you go back to that part about the dragon in the basement? Did you say that there's is that a, a euphemism? Is there a dragon in the basement? Um, yeah. Also, it's it's very. I mentioned mentioned this earlier, but they keep talking about these knights and how like everything happened 300 years ago. And Arthur is like, "You're just this is all just you know made up Gaius' stories." Um, and I was and I'm like, "It's 300 years ago. Like think about yeah. 2022 to 1722. Like we know a lot of stuff that happened. Like we're pretty good. Yeah, like I don't the American Revolution. Was I don't. Roughly I don't that. disbelieve <laughs> that anything in the history. Well, I guess a lot of people disbelieve the Holocaust. So maybe maybe there's some precedence for yeah. this. But like, it, sure, sure, I feel sure. like we we've got a lot of good. We, we know well, the difference is that the, the Queen of England was alive 300 years ago in our timeline, but they don't have they don't any have people a, who are 300 yeah, years yeah. old. They don't have an England. England. That's, pro- that's the problem. They need, a, they need a Queen of England. Absolutely. Uh, guess what time we're recording this podcast, everybody? What's on oh, our brain? <laughs> dumb joke for me. So um, Arthur has the okay, idea. what's happening? <laughs> uh, I love Arthur's idea here. He's like, hey, y'all cut up this uh, cloth into a rope. Uh, I'm going to go outside, get the cart, roll it under the window. Y'all are going to softly lower him down into the cart, and then I will run, and you guys stay barricaded in here until I can get help. This is the most fucking Tom and Jerry shit I've ever heard in my Uh entire life. Uh I adore it. Thank you, Arthur, for just... Also, if they were going to lower... Uther out the window. Why can't the they just lower, lower Arthur. Arthur out the window yeah. first? Because um, they're Instead, all tired. He's like, no, I got I to gotta charge out there. They're all very tired. He knows he, they can only, we can only lower one player, person. Um, well, we get this kind of this kind of cute moment between them, though. Um, as Arthur is about to charge out, first of all, he's falling asleep. And Merlin has to slap him awake. Um, 
they hear you know this roaring outside the the danger is approaching and as arthur gets ready to charge out he says to merlin well if i need a servant in the next life merlin replies with then don't ask me and they both laugh and then he charges out i just i loved very cute very cute big mark it's an it's another one of those classic merther moments chris you gotta have a you dude you gotta have a couple classic merther moments you gotta have some merther moments to be be a good one um morgana kind of wants to help so they start tearing up the blanket arthur's fighting outside uh merlin pours the hemlock into the water, offers it to Morgana, and she's like, nah, homie, I'll only drink lean. <laughs> you know that about me. I am not... I that is. He's like, fuck, how did I not... She's literally holding her own goblin. I should have stuck <laughs> she it in. Just put it in the lean, bro. What are you doing? Uh, well, just put it in the lean, dude. She's not going to drink any of your servant water, Merlin. Like, it's not going to happen. Uh, so it's not happening. She, he, he, he pretends at this point... We see Arthur fighting more knights. Uh, we see he's getting he's he's getting desperate for him to drink it. So then he turns around, pretends to drink it, offers it to Morgana, and is like, "Oh, this is that coding shit. This this is that coding syrup that, that you that like. Hits, this is that dude. this is that shit, dude. You got to get on this. This is ninety eight percent lean. This is that fucking grade A. You beef. ever had you ever had ninety eight percent lean? You ever had ninety eight percent lean, dude? She's she's never even thought about how much percent <laughs> she never once of lean is in her drink. So she's just staring at him like, "What is that? That new." Shit. I just I just get whatever leans in Lowtown. Like that's I just get my what yeah. what is the what is the strength of the lean? I just in do Lowtown lean. What's the percentage of Lowtown? What's the Lowtown lean? lean? <laughs> He's like seventy two percent. This is ninety eight. What did I say? Ninety eight percent. This is ninety eight percent lean. Gwen is very uh, naive to all of this, and uh, anytime that she talks about the Lowtown lean, she just thinks it's a dance move. She thinks Morgana is just it's making dance up move. dance, it's moves. dance move. She's been going to the, to the taverns. Mm-hmm. Being like, I it's it's odd. I've been waiting to I've been waiting for that uh, low town lean, but it doesn't seem to ever come out with the troubadours. Ready, for, ready for it to pop off. Um, there are folks who are like, oh, it comes out with the troubadours. Let me tell you. Uh, she finally drinks the water. Immediately starts coughing. You can tell she knows exactly what's happening. Uh, Merlin is crying as he faces away from her. Then he like kind of forces himself to look at her, almost to like, if I had to do this, then I have to like experience myself doing it. Um, and an interesting way we see more ghosts outside. She's uh, like holding She's her throat, it. like she can kind of sense something that's happening. Uh, Do you think she also senses it every time she, Morgana's gone out that loud? Oh, absolutely. Dude. Yeah, she's like. What? I don't think "gone out that loud" is really an appropriate um, term to use when you're drinking lean. I just really like it. I just, I really like yeah, the, "gone off that." I loud. mean, loud is weed, so like we're we're definitely yeah. mixing our drug metaphors. But I don't also yeah. I do not care. I just want. I mean, yeah. I, let's you know, four episodes into this joke uh-huh. i'd like to make myself clear i know it doesn't apply but i like it anyway. chris I, I want everybody to know i am well informed of, about what lean does to you and i know it's you don't get it off on that loud i know that i just want everybody to know that i know that but it's such a just a wonderful expression to me yeah yeah one of those people that can't stop correcting us on twitter finally was like ah oh, god damn it they mentioned it i was gonna get them on this time but they can't they can't they... i was gonna get them on that loud i tried it myself uh, <laughs> let me tell you um merlin tries to like hold on to Morgana but she's trying to fight him off and eventually she just kind of yeah. weakens she's like you're my murderer leave me alone say something Merlin say something uh say I had to do it I'm sorry it's the only way to break the spell she'd be left perplexed but in her perplexed. dying throes she'd be like well he doesn't just want to murder me uh she eventually collapses in his arms um at this point Morgas just breaks in she just blasts the door open she oh she could have done that from square one grabs Morgana pulling her away from Merlin and then this is when you realize that Merlin has that like core of steel in him that 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 Roland of Gilead looks for in his gunslingers right like he is he is (laughs) I just made your I just made your arms pucker up on that one didn't I uh Merlin 
She demands of Merlin, what poison did you use? And Merlin says, uh, you need to release the spell or I'm not going to tell you. And she says, well, yeah. if you don't tell me, I'm going to kill you. And she goes, well, then she will die with me because I will not tell you until you stop the spell. Yeah. Uh, stop the knights and you can save her. And we see as Arthur fights that she begins to chant a spell. Uh, and that's when the Madeira all collapse. Merlin hands her the poison. Uh, Arthur rushes into the throne room. We see Uther rising. And- Arthur from the other room just like, hey! He has no idea why these notes are stopped. <laughs> he has no fucking clue what's going on. What? Just, just fucking crickets from Arthur on this. Yeah. Um, Uther's rising up. Morgos is like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Teleportation spell. And she fucking jets yeah. along with Morgana. Uh, presumably healing her, right? Because I don't think this is the last we're going to see of Morgana. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure she didn't die of hemlock poisoning. No, not at all. Uh, a little bit later, we see Uther... Staring at a necklace. Is this necklace from something? Am I, do I miss the reference? Yeah, I I, he was just staring at a necklace. I'm assuming that it was like it's gotta be Morgana's. Morgana's or Morgana's mom's or some shit. Uh, but Uther is, of course, worried that they haven't found her Does yet. Does he think she's dead? Is he worried about her? What's the situation here? Yeah, uh, Morgos cannot get away with this. Uh, and Uther thanks him. But, of course, Arthur, being Arthur, says, you know, I failed. Like, I failed to protect Morgana. And Uther was like, no, that was, that was my duty and uh, not yours. And Uther is well and truly bummed about this entire situation Mm -hmm. um we go back to the lab where of course merlin has kind of laid out all of the things that he has done to gaius and gaius is like yeah dude you you did the right thing like uh you 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 saved us all we wouldn't be sitting here if you hadn't done that and you know morgana chose not to use her gift for good and i wanted to punch him in the fucking throat when he said that uh yeah uh what other fucking choice did she have she felt like more ghosts she felt like the druids these were her only salvation she was tired of, of living in fear, of hiding herself constantly. She must be in some, you know, personal agony, just going about her day-to-day life, wanting to be able to embrace the side of her that she has spent so long being afraid of, but also being too afraid to embrace her. Like, she find, so first she's afraid of her power or afraid that she might have power. Then she learns the truth. She knows not to be afraid of herself anymore, but she still has to be afraid of Uther. And that fucking sucks. It um it it really sucks and like you have to question like why is it okay for Gaius to help Merlin but not Morgana like and I hope that we're gonna address this a little bit more I hope that they are going to unpack Merlin and more so Gaius is failing in this regard because they can't just pat themselves in the back here yeah um Merlin kind of takes all of this in he doesn't really make a comment and then he kind of just sits up and he's like I have to go do something um and me as the viewer i was like oh what's gonna happen now yeah what's what's the next step is he gonna try and find borgana is he gonna try and apologize no 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 no, no. we're not doing that that's not what this is about apparently when he went to visit the dragon the dragon gave him a task and told him that if he stole a sword from one of the knights of madir he could use it to free the dragon he could break the dragon's chains because it's made from the old magic so as we hear this narration happening uh we see merlin pick up a sword from underneath his bed, walk it downstairs to the dragon's cave. Uh, Merlin wonders, you know, what are you going to do when you're free? And he says, you know, I'm the last of my kind. There's only one task for me. There's only one road I can take. Uh, and But he doesn't say anymore. Uh, so, Bro, that's, that's so fucking cryptic. Am I supposed to know what that is? Dude, dude this, is, <laughs> this is so fucking vague and cryptic, man. Can you just tell me, like, is it at McDonald's? Is the road you take yeah. near McDonald's? Um, 
Is it to the Valley of the Druids? I don't. Just tell me a direction. Is it a vor thing? Are you going to go are you do, gonna a do a vor? Thing? Are you going to go eat a guy for to make him come? Like, is that the thing that you're going to do? <laughs> well, he's got no more of your kind. The dragon's like, whoa, whoa. Buddy, the dragon's whoa. like, what is this now? <laughs> I've been I've been in a cave for two hundred years. What did you say? You said you were the last of your kind. You I'm said offered up. Did you just say that I could eat a guy and make him come? Because that kind of that that's the kind of thing that makes me come. And I I don't I don't I haven't done that in a long time either. So if you want to, <laughs> that seems like a. Merle's like, you know what? I'm sorry, I brought it up. I'm sorry. I do you know up. that? guy is that a guy that you know or is this a, like a hypothetical uh, guy anyway, I'm, I'm gonna set you free okay i'm just gonna set no, no, you no, no, free no, wait, 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 before you do the story hold whatever on, hold you on. do with your free time it, that's on is you. it arthur is it is that the guy it's because you it's not Ar- is it it's arthur, not arthur. It please is, tell me it's not know. uther i please tell I, i'm not sure that i could make this happen with uther i'm not i'm not i don't think uther or guy are flat i will are, try though are flat, I will try. they're a flat no i'm not gonna do it they do either one of, i'm not gonna try to eat and come with one either one of those dudes i'm sorry i'll do it with arthur so merlin takes the sword he goes further down into the cave than we have ever seen before. Never noticed these and steps. That's not a euphemism. Never noticed these steps before. I don't. I don't know. I need Never to go back them. and find out. I don't out. even know if they were yeah. there. Let's go back to season one. Are they still there? Um, and yeah, he takes this this sword. He imbues it with his magic. He says a little spell, and then he he shatters that chain. This is. Uh, oh, before he does that, though, he asked. Uh, before I do this, will you promise me not to harm Camelot? And the dragon says, Dude, "I think there've been no enough bargains. <laughs> no, that's yeah. okay." Yeah. Oh, uh, and I I love this because it's left like like the dragon leaves the cave. He's flying away, uh, and it's left like ambiguous. What is the dragon going to do? But because it's Merlin, they just show you the next episode preview where yeah, the Camelot is just being murdered by dragons. <laughs> it's a, like a huge, huge dragon. It looks happening. it looks awful. Like fire attack. Like there's guards on fucking parapets, like hiding from fire. Oh, they're shooting arrows. It's fucking all over the place, dude. It's a, it's a reckoning. Oh, dude, a it reckoning is a it is a reckoning, and I cannot wait to see it. I remember like when I saw this preview the first time I was like that dragon Merlin did not just free that dragon only for it to go fuck up Camelot that is fantastic yeah. I love this I when I first started Merlin I remember seeing the like the thumbnail on Netflix thinking that this this is like a silly fantasy show for children but I kind of want to watch it because we don't have a lot of live action fantasy like like for like you know like TV budget kind of TV show like we had Xena in the 90s stuff like that so I thought I thought Merlin was going to very much be that this this lighthearted again sort of kid focused show and it is to some degree focused at a, at a younger audience. But when they introduced the dragon early on, I thought, well, this is his trusted companion. He's always going to go to for advice, and he's a good guy. He's just a creative character who lives in a cave. And like, yeah, of course the wizard's got to talk to a fucking dragon. Of course that's part of the show. And then to have it slowly build to this was really, really surprising to me as a viewer because um, it challenged my expectations of what the show was supposed to be. And I guess by now I should have figured that out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because the show had gone past my initial expectations of this, again, sort of child-focused show. Um, but having having the, this, this helpful, wizened character slowly kind of be like all right bro but when are you gonna free me when are you gonna free me and then you realize that there's a little bit more malice there and then he finally frees him and shit pops off and and i think it's it's really it was a super interesting turn for me for the for the show in general and and you realize now what not only the dragon and maybe some bridges burnt there because merlin didn't always hold up his end of the bargain and and now he finally has but there's gonna there's gonna be a reckoning and then at the same time we've now just done this shit with morgana that goes against again my initial interpretation of what the show was supposed to be like um so just a lot of pieces moving doing some stuff very cool 
Yeah, absolutely agreed on, on all accounts. Like the show really takes a, a very good turn where it feels like it goes from uh, very silly and, and Xena-esque to something much more serious. And not to piss off the Xena fans. I know that, like there, no, there's no, some no, deep no. cut Xena stuff out there that I think people are, are really sure. into. So I just haven't experienced a lot of it. But um, it does go from its initial impression of like, oh, it's this silly thing to, oh, it's this silly thing that makes me cry <laughs> like it takes yeah. that turn yeah. um and it, it's happened several times we've talked about it throughout season two but uh it's it's something that gets more and more serious over time i think and it's it, like the finale like the the ending the last few seasons of the show i think are, are really great like it's 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 fantastic as the budget increases so i'm uh i'm really excited to to cover it uh, as a reminder, yeah, uh, next week is going to be the finale. We are not doing feedback episodes for Merlin. There's just they're just too short of seasons. Like it's not Supernatural where there's forty thousand episodes. Um, there's <laughs> uh, so, but if you have thoughts about season one or two, people have been writing in. I've been collecting those. We're going to do a, a end of series kind of wrap up of all of that stuff. So send them in now. Mm-hmm. I'll collect them. I'll take them. I won't lose them. Uh, I promise. And we'll we'll read all that stuff at the end of the series. Um, and I think that's it. Chris, do you have any, any last thoughts on the show? Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Classic catchphrase. Uh, thank you, yep. everybody yep. Uh, who is listening to the show. Thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Thank you to people leaving reviews, talking to us on Twitter, uh, listening, telling your friends. Thank you for doing all of that stuff. It's hugely, hugely appreciated. I don't know if it will be out yet by the time this episode is, uh, but if you want to hear me talking about Supernatural on a different Supernatural podcast, uh, I guested on Supernatural Opinions, and we talked about an episode from Season 3. If you followed along with us for Monster of the Week, you probably are familiar with our friend uh, Nerdy Nerdy Stein, um, a.k.a. Dusty L. Cannon. She was on the episode with me, along with um, KJ and Meredith and JJ. And uh, it was five people all talking about um, whether or not Ben is Dean's child uh, and coming up with some curse theories on whose child it could be if it wasn't Dean's child. So if you're a Merlin fan, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But <laughs> if you're a Supernatural fan, uh, you just yeah. had a, a, a horrible shiver go down your spine. For uh, sure. So look for that. I'll, uh, I'll try to plug that somewhere on our Twitter at some point. But um, yeah, yeah, until then, bye, everybody. Bye. Day. Oh boy. It's a day, huh? It's a day. It's always a day like like five minutes before I finish my guess. It's been <laughs> such an easy day. I was talking to Jess earlier and I was like, I shouldn't say this, I'm gonna curse myself, but it's been a it's been an easy day at work. And then the last five minutes as I'm getting prepared to go, you know, record, that's when all the shit hits the fan. It wasn't shit hitting the fan, it was just um tasks needing to be completed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just things to do before you get off. Pissed work. me off. It really pissed me off. Anywho, what's up? Nothing. I'm uh. No, yeah. All right. Well, talk to you later. Just, just over here, uh, mourning the queen. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just, you know how much of an Anglophile I am. That's right. That's I have. I do. I do know know you to be quite the Anglophile. Um, I pinned a message in the Discord earlier that was like, I hope this doesn't delay Bake Off or whatever. I thought that was really funny. Ooh, they just sent me the estimate for my um 
for the queen's funeral yeah how much do you think they're going to spend on the um queen's funeral um is the what's the value of the pound right now i think feel like it's down i think i think the pound is down the pound is um, down absolutely yeah, um, uh, I don't. I don't know. Just, just give I'm it to me. And, couple, and, uh, yeah, I don't think I have to worry uh, about I, conversions. <laughs> like, uh, just give me an estimate. <laughs> What's the value of the pound right now? Yeah, that's what I'm going to say when anybody that's, asks that's me that's something. That's going to factor that I, into my calculation. I'm just going to say that anytime somebody asks me something, I don't want to answer. Like, you know, yeah. Jeremy, what's the deal with all of those things that you haven't done? I don't know. What's the value of the pound right now? Um, the value of the yen is very low as well. So, um, you know, if you're looking to import anything from Japan, um, now's a good time. You're really going to get, you know, bang for your buck. Um, I just lost my train of thought. It was something re- related to what we were just talking about. The this funeral. A, like, how much do you think the, funerals, the funeral is going to cost? Um, couple, a couple dozen million pounds. <laughs> That's what I think couple dozen so like you're thinking 30 plus million dollars 30, million 36 pounds. million pounds jeremy 36 million pounds i think that might be conservative yeah maybe so maybe so i don't know how much a funeral costs um my own grandmother's funeral didn't cost 36 million pounds however we do use usd and i'm not sure what the conversion rate is <laughs> so. it's very important to get the conversion <laughs> rate correct um, yeah my grandmother's 36 funeral. million yen for all i know Oh hey, um, hold on one second for me, okay? Sure, 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 sure. This um, is Jeremy. It is a little hey, uh, strange. I have absolutely zero. I mean, okay. I'm an American. I, I, I don't. I'm super ignorant about not only um, British royalty, but just like the world's politics okay. in general. Yeah, we'll, As an American, <laughs> it is my right, Later, nay, my duty to be ignorant about the larger world around me. Um. But yeah, it's crazy because it's like it's okay. just like a piece of news. I was just as I was saying, it's just like a piece of news, right? Like as Americans, it does, it, it sort of doesn't really affect us in any way, shape, or form. Uh, we'll probably see, have I, to like. So send I'm confused because I because we had the American Revolution, right? Yes, and we <laughs> fought cannot, the British. I just want to I just want to say right now, uh-huh. I cannot wait to see where this is going. Please continue. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Well, we, I just we had the American Revolution. It, yes. Did we really even? revolt if we didn't like take down their king and or queen like they still have their monarchy like we i just feel like when you say revolution uh-huh it's not we stop paying taxes it's we have dethroned the, the, the previous monarch. monarchy yeah. and re- replaced it with our own i don't think i don't think uh, that Robert, we were Robert in, any, in any position to drive uh across the bridge from America mm. to England that existed in 1776 to mm. uh, deliver our forces onto the English soil. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we were just pretty happy to be like, we're our own bosses now. We just sure, split sure, out. Sure, sure, it's, sure. it's like, you know, it's, it'd be like if you went and formed a company and you took your t- entire staff with you and you were the boss, right? And you were doing exactly yeah. the same thing that they were doing, like, and kind of worse at it in some cases. Um, but then you also, like... We're still totally cool with slavery at the same time. <laughs> sure, 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 yeah, sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. So you know. the American Revolution, it was sort of just like we stopped texting back. Um, yeah, a lot. And then, I mean, but then they did a war about it. And then we did a war about it, and then, uh, and then we just then 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 we just blocked them on on social. Yeah. We blocked them it on is, social. It's crazy. I don't know how how it was for you in school, but we learned like I feel like we learned a lot about American history, of course. The American Revolution that was taught in, for some reason, elementary school, middle school, high school. We're circling back to the Revolutionary War again. Um, but I, I think I had, like, 
one or two other classes that was like world history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that just feels like I should probably have known. History was one of my favorite classes ever because it was just like hearing, hearing the most interesting things that have ever happened right yeah it's it's just lore at the point yeah. that you're, you're just looking yeah, at it like it's, it's lore. Human lore yeah yeah it's just actual lore <laughs> and i know everything of course as americans everything would have been skewed to you know fit the american narrative but that doesn't uh-huh. you know, there's so much that happened that had nothing to do with us that just was like just fascinating pieces of, of, of history um anyway what was your what was your most interesting era of history when you were coming up? What was your what was the thing that you could um, my you could biggest thing? About? The biggest thing that really caught my interest, and I ended up playing him at a reenactment was the um was I think his name was Gabriel Princip. He was the dude who assassinated Archduke Ferdinand. Okay. Mm-hmm. World War One. It was right before World War One started. Mm-hmm. I don't remember all the details, but I remember that story and then having to like participate in this like reenactment thing in our history class um, made me so fucking engaged with everything. So that I'm not like a World War guy. Like that's not what I'm like. You know how like like old men are really into World War II? Um, you're, you're not watching the History Channel is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I don't watch the History Channel, but I found that shit absolutely fascinating. I was a big Marie Antoinette stan, I guess you'd say in the modern in the modern vocab. Um I'm not that I was like a fan of her policies or anything. I just the the audacity of let them eat cake really, really uh, it worked stuck, for you. Stuck with yeah, me. it was really yeah yeah. You thought you thought that shit was fire, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just like the audacity of this woman to get up there and say, "Let them, we don't have enough bread, we don't have enough food, we have all these societal issues." And fucking Maria Antoinette goes, "Well, let them eat cake. We've got cake in the freezer." I don't remember if that's the nuance of it, but. It's it's. I just I appreciate a, it. She's sort of sort of has himbo energy. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. I'd say bimbo, but I think bimbo still has a negative connotation to it. Himbo is is looked at much more positively. So Marie Antoinette was a himbo. Is how I'm coming out of the gate on this one. <laughs> Marie Antoinette is a himbo. Yeah. Is 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 a pretty fascinating. <laughs> There's some history major out there right now listening to this, just absolutely fucking shredding their fingernails in anger, losing their mind, absolutely losing their mind. Like, please, Chris, stop talking about history. This is ridiculous. Yeah, notice- I didn't say I was an expert. I said I was enthusiast. <laughs> Don't. Uh, I think one of the best eras of history was when uh, um, the Joker said. <laughs> One of the top times in history was, yeah. When the Joker was around, uh, uh-huh. and he said, don't fucking even try to play with me. You won't like when it's my turn. Yeah. Someone get even, someone get quiet. That's I what don't, the Joker said. What, I just year, what year was the uh, was the Joker around? Joker was mostly 19th century. Which I, I 19th know century. A lot of the comic books have taken a lot of uh, liberties with the well, yeah. adaptations. So, but like Joker primarily was like a cowboy kind of character uh, in the yes, original I think lore. I yeah. fit famously, <laughs> famously cowboy Joker. Cowboy Joker. Uh, who is I wonder this if anybody... picture of in that meme you just read. I don't. I don't know who is that. I have no idea who that. It would might be. be it, um, it might be. An is it, edit? it looks kind of look like Michael Douglas. It kind of looks like what's his name. Um, Oh, uh, Colin, Colin, Colin Farrell, Farrell as uh-huh. Grundlewild or whatever his name is. Okay. Um, the bad guy from the Harry Potter spinoff thing. That could be him. That could be him. Grundlewild is not his name, but I'm sticking with it. There's um, some exciting, exciting material when you Google Cowboy Joker. I bet. I, I can I just, only imagine. I just want untold. you to. 
Uh, see, and then someone made this a lot better because this just says it's Mexican Joker. Like that's not it's not PC. No, it's you, not. Sh- you should just call it Cowboy Joker because Jesus, Unless he's literally a Mexican citizen. Uh, oh, oh, it's a reference to a South Park episode. We somebody is apparently cosplaying a because apparently South Park had a whole Mexican Joker that so that makes a lot of sense. See, when we do Joker jokes, I feel like it's mm-hmm. funny. Like we make it's, up stuff. Well, it's a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not saying that it is funny. I'm just saying that we think that it is funny. Like 90 percent of this podcast is me just trying to make you laugh, right? And eventually yeah, talking about Merlin. Uh, so Some, I, everybody else is just collateral damage. Anybody else <laughs> yeah. chuck one out there? That's just yeah. collateral. That's just absolutely collateral. Uh, Got to go to jail for for cowboy Joker though. This is this it's is really, really difficult to stay on topic because I keep feeling like I'm gonna say something and then it slips away. I mean, that's just that's gonna be the theme of the day. That's that's definitely gonna be the theme of the day. You get that uh, attention to deficit disorder. Yeah, something along those lines. Oh, I've got a text message from my friend Jeremy Greer. What could mm-hmm, this say? Mm-hmm, oh, that's mm-hmm. cowboy Joker. That's right, cowboy uh, Joker. Uh, ladies and gentlemen at home, Google cowboy Joker. <laughs> yeah, Google cowboy Joker just like I did. <laughs> really brilliant uh, stuff out there. We're building my barn, finally. I know people who Hell have, yeah, barn. If anybody has been listening to the outtakes of Monster of the Week since the beginning, we've been working on this project for about six years now. And yeah, finally, we're finally there. We're building barns. Uh, there's been some trials. There's been some some tribulations. But pretty soon, there's going to be some goddamn horses. Uh, that's the goal. That's the goal. So once the barns yeah. are installed, then we have to do... Uh, we have to run some water over to them. We have to... Uh, Install for, for ore showers. Obviously. Installing for footing, uh, some mm-hmm. like gravel and stuff. Uh, install some fencing, and at that point, I think it's kind of done. Oh no, we have to we have to like run electricity in all of the barns, AC, lights, you and know, things like that. We've got stuff. we actually it's so ridiculous. We are putting two air conditioners on the barn. <laughs> We've got like Good, little, it gets hot as hell out there. <laughs> yeah, well, in one of the sheds because it's I don't I've sent you pictures so like it's there's stalls and then there's like a little shed section and one of the sheds mm-hmm. is going to be for all of Autumn's tech. Right, so it's all of her yeah. like saddlery and stuff. So all of that stuff needs to be like temperature controlled, like it, and not like we're gonna chill it out to a smooth sixty nine degrees or anything, but it just needs to be like somewhat chilled. And so yeah, um, but that's crazy though because you've been working on this for so long, and then you just texted me a picture the other day and was like, oh whoa, wait, there's a whole barn there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole barn suddenly <laughs> went from zero to a hundred in like a day. But it's, that um, doesn't show the literal six years of of challenges you faced. Well, dude, the and it was insane because Autumn ordered these like buildings, and it's just been like the salesperson has been super responsive about everything. Like anytime Autumn would send an email of like, "What's our status? Do we have an mm. estimated date on shipping?" And it's not like a cheap thing, right? Like it's not right. It's it's a, it's it's a, a building. It's with a fairly electricity. <laughs> it's a fairly substantial amount of money that we we have saved and we are spending to be able to do this and it's um and so like the chick would email back like what we need to get with i don't remember the chick's name we need to get with karen and Teresa, and autumn would be like okay karen Teresa, can you help me out and like like fucking crickets like no response whatsoever um and so friday or wednesday of uh last week um wednesday she calls, tries to get an update because they're supposed to install it on the following Monday, right? Mm. Um, which is Labor Day, which seemed weird to me. Seems uh, like a, not a good day for labor, but you know. And then uh, during that week, it rains constantly throughout the week. Yes. Uh, yes. Friday, we try to get an update, no update. Uh, Wednesday, 
we actually get charged for one of the buildings, but not both of them, <laughs> which okay. seemed seemed a little weird. Sure. So are they just going to bring one building? We have no idea. Yeah. And then sure enough, uh, on they texted or called Autumn like super early Monday morning. And we're like, yeah, we're going to be there in 30 minutes with the first building. I was like, oh, shit. So we okay, great. Uh, we had to <laughs> we had to run outside and like very quickly uh, like decide where we want to place them because <laughs> we had built this like oh. area for them because we but we hadn't actually like sat down to do the work of like here's where we exactly were like we haven't lined it out or anything so autumn yeah. and i go out there and it's in the morning it's raining it's th- just mosquitoes are everywhere like literally fucking everywhere we're, like they're just eating the us alive it's the worst time of morning for it like it's like 6 30 a.m um i'm in like blue jeans and a blue jean like denim shirt to keep, to keep denim myself on covered denim, That's denim, on denim. i mean the fucking mosquitoes dude it was miserable yeah. uh yeah. and like we start doing this stuff and like all of a sudden me and autumn are like in a, one of those weird relationship moments like i call it going to ikea where you're just mad at each other <laughs> for no yeah. for really no reason <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying and you're just yeah. like oh i we just can't operate it right now and i found myself getting really frustrated and i could tell she was getting frustrated but like people are br- bringing a building in 30 minutes so we have to, <laughs> we, have to, we, have to get, we have to get through all of this or something bad's gonna happen so uh it's um yeah it's it was it was an exciting situation definitely it's an event um, it's a huge event worked hard for it yeah, that's it's it'll be cool when it's quote unquote done. Uh, you gonna be taking the horses out for a spin? You think? No, not at all. Not at all. I'm no, not. You, I'm don't, not t- you don't ever get on horseback. <laughs> no, I've I told would, you. I feel like I would. I I haven't ridden a horse since I was ten years old, but I would. I feel like I would really want to if I was near a horse that could be saddled. And but I mean, I I don't know the finer points of it. I am probably triple Autumn's weight. So if I got onto the horse that she's used to using, I might crush it. <laughs> I um. When I first met Autumn, the first year we were together, we, I went to a Christmas party at her barn, uh, and everybody was drinking and having a good time, and apparently they had a tradition where at midnight, uh, maybe this was a New Year's party? I feel like it was a Christmas party. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. At was midnight, Santa there? Does that help clear <laughs> so I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, the queen was there. So the value Whoa. of the, the, the value <laughs> of the pound enough. had to be had to be pretty high if the queen would come yeah. to America to go spend some money. She was buying some figs in America. That's what she was doing. Sure, 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 um, sure. But at midnight, they would all uh, trade each other horses, right? Like they would all get on each other's horses, uh, but bareback, and they would like ride around as like a Woo, risky at midnight. We're having but fun, okay. yeah, and, and after drinking, and you know, in the dark, and you're not familiar with the horse or whatever. So Autumn was like, "Why don't you ride Simon? He's super easy to ride." And I was like, "No problem." So I'll like climb up the two steps and they're just like, whip your leg over. And I've been drinking a little bit too. So I whip my leg For over sure. and just don't stop. I just slide right over the top <laughs> of the motherfucker on the ground. And Autumn was like, do you want to? And I'm like, I know the whole thing is that you're supposed to get back on the horse, but I don't want to get back on the I horse. Don't, and don't Chris, want to do it. That and was, Simon doesn't want it either. <laughs> that was the year. I want to say that was the year two, of 2001. Wow. <laughs> that was that was Christmas 2001. So you, you haven't and been I on have, a horse since, since 9-11. I, and I have not been on a horse since 9-11. Yeah, correct. <laughs> I've not been on a wow. horse since 9-11. Wow. What do you, I mean, when I put it that way, I don't think I have either. Um, that's I've been thinking a lot. <laughs> we, we started watching Game of Thrones because we couldn't help ourselves. Um, and in the first season in particular, it just feels like they needed to give these kids something to do while they were having their scenes. So Bran is always just like fixing the straps on his horse. And I can't stop thinking about it. Like somebody who knows what this is, somebody who knows what he's doing, is what he's doing just completely unnecessary and silly because it looks unnecessary and silly to me. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, they're always tightening reins or like buckling straps or, or whatever. It's very funny to yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Autumn chimes in every once in a while when we're watching stuff and we'll be like, yeah, that's, you don't need to know how to do that or, or whatever. Yeah. But then sometimes she's very complimentary and she's like, that's a fucking great horse. Um, we're watching a show called Outer Range right now, uh, mm-hmm. which I think you would dig. It's like a weird. Yeah, I've heard. Y- you've heard this? Um, yeah. It's yeah. like an alien cowboy show, right? It's an alien cowboy show. Yeah. And Thanos is in it. So that's a. <laughs> like as. As Thanos? No, no, not at all. Just the, that dude that plays Thanos, whose real name I do not know. Um, but there was a moment where like uh, something weird happens to him. Something weird sci-fi, something weird alien sci-fi happens to the cowboy, and like he does a thing where he gets up and he doesn't know where he is, and he looks up and his horse is just like walking over to him, and and Autumn is like, no horse would ever do that. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. All right, all right, all right. But it's good. I've only watched two episodes of that, but that's good. Lord of the Rings is it's good. On Prime, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, Lord of the Rings. I when I watched the first episode, I think I was like pissed off when I watched it. I was also well, I was four beers deep, and it was like eleven o'clock at night. Um, you had some negative I, energy. I'm not gonna lie. Like you were texting me that night of like these these people need to learn how to talk. <laughs> like, uh, okay. I was talking shit, and I couldn't stop talking shit either. Even though I mean, I'm a hater. Let's just let's just get one thing straight. I'm a hater. <laughs> I've always been a hater. I always will be a hater. Stay hating. Um, but I'm pretty easy to please when it comes to stuff like this. And I definitely, I went into it like, okay, let's, let's see what happens. And then I kind of, I was hating, I was sipping on the hater it all the way through. Um, it looks amazing. And there was really only two things that I didn't like. One of them was, as I was complaining to you, was the dialogue. It wasn't all the dialogue. It was mostly the elves, <laughs> but the way that they were saying these grand sentences, sort of without context. Like, oh, within the shadow of the depths is where you will find the light. They would just say shit like that, like, out of nowhere for no reason. Um, In the second episode, I noticed them using that same kind of writing, but it was within context. Where somebody would say something, and then Elrond would reply with his typical, you know, Elrond Lord of the Rings quote. Um, But it made sense, because it was a response. It wasn't... It wasn't forced in there. Now, normally, I don't let that stuff bother me. But I think because I, I couldn't get over the fact... Something just fell next to me. I don't know what it was. I couldn't get over the fact that it sounded like it was trying to be the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. And that was in my head, and it was bothering me. And it was the same reason why I don't like these new versions of the Hobbits, the Hardfoots or whatever. Um, it feels like they're forcing them in. They're, they're trying to force you to like them these these hobbits always have watery eyes, just like the hobbits in the trilogy do. Everybody's always on the verge of tears, but I sort of don't know why. I can't connect with them, and I, in my head, as a fan of the movies, I can't stop thinking about how these are just here because somebody in the boardroom said, "Well, the Lord of the Rings has to have it hobbits. has to have hobbits." So, yeah, so we've fit them have in. Hobbits. So that yeah. was my that was kind of like my irritation with it. Um, I watched the second episode. I'm still not like 100% in, but I liked the second episode significantly more. It felt like more was happening. Um, I'm I'm getting more invested into the characters. I like all the original characters a, a lot. I don't know how original they are, but um, meaning like, I don't know if they're pulled from the Silmarillion or whatever the hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I am. I I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to. I don't watch. know anything about that. I don't know anything about the um, Silmarillion or whatever. Like I've never, never even really, I think I may have attempted it once. And I was just like, Ooh, this is not everyone attempts it. And they go, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. This is, this is not good. <laughs> I already um, have homework. I'm not doing this. I, um, my major, I think in primary complaint about this show is that the elves are not hot enough. 
every sure. every single elf in the original trilogy is so hot that it hurts your fucking eyes to look at. Like it's they're blindingly hot. They created a genre of slash fiction all upon themselves. Uh, just every, without fail, I think every single one of them. Um, at least every single elf that has a speaking role. I'm not going to say any every single background elf, but really, having recently seen the movies, I think every single elf in that movie is pretty fucking hot. Yeah, they yeah. they just and got, that's one like, of the saving graces of the um of the hobbits as well. Just, they put all these elves in there, and you go, "How what that? What am I supposed to do with this? You're just you, everyone's so hot." Have you heard like the janky version of the? Jurassic Park theme, like when people play that, like a yeah, little, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, if like, like I feel like on I, the recorder or whatever. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like it's just a real off key, like, but it's still recognizable as the thing that you that you know it to be. But like it's just not quite the way you want it to be, and it's just like that fucking the the elf leader president guy just looks like a potato, and like elf president, yeah. And I'm and I'm, and I'm like, and he's fine. Like he, I'm not trying to be like it's uh, ever. It's the hair. Everybody needs long every- flowing. <laughs> Hair. Did Elrond just decide he was keeping he was keeping that little like pompadour push up for you know his youth most for of three thousand years and then he's like I'm gonna grow it out finally. Most of the elves <laughs> the have like mullets, dude. Like what is up with the quotient yeah. of mullets in this show? Like it's a little I weird. I, I don't know, man. I it's a little it's a lot. I do um, like it. Calabrimbor like looks like such a normal dude. Which one is Calabrimbor? Is the guy who who. Elrond kind of goes and teams up with, and he oh, wants to yeah. build this yeah, tower. Yeah, 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 yeah. Celebrimbor is the person who forged the rings. The rings, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I and and he's he's been depicted in uh, some of the video games, but just Calabrimbor, that name, you go, oh, what's going on, Calabrimbor? Calabrimbor. What's this guy about? That's a long name. Yeah, this this dude um, looks like your step. And then he's just like a dad. guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, again, I I heard somebody say this. I don't know where I saw it. It was sort of like. Everybody is going to assume that House of the Dragon is good until it proves itself to be bad. Like, we're sort of giving it the benefit of the doubt here. Mm-hmm. And I think it's sort of the opposite on with Lord of the Rings. Everybody yeah. is waiting to, like, see if it's going to get good. But right now, it's kind of like, eh, I don't know. Um, I think, I mean, a lot of people love it, which is cool. Um, I, I really like both of them. Like, I'm, it, it's, it's crazy to me that we live in a world where, like, all of these books that I was made fun of for reading... I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. and it's been like this for years now. Like we were in like two decades of fucking nerd culture going crazy. Like in the, between the MCU and Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and all this stuff. Like it's very weird to me that it's it's just this pervasive where the Amazon app <laughs> where I buy my toilet paper yeah. is is yeah. like pushing ads for a TV show about Lord of the Rings. It's fucking crazy. So it's pretty crazy. It's, it's fun. It's beautiful. Yeah. I I was we I was 100% Gorgeous. wrong Gorgeous. Uh, when I was talking about how uh I was worried that it would look pretty cheap or whatever cuz uh, it don't, it don't it looks real fucking good. Autumn's Autumn's first reaction when we turned on the episode, like the very first one, she was she looked at me, she was like, "We need a bigger TV." Yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah." Can She's I? Like, oh man, don't we? I, <laughs> I like, oh. I've complained to you about my TV many times before. The other day, I brought my PS5 and and used my dad's TV with this PS5. Um, I didn't know what I was fucking missing, and I'm so upset that I did this to myself you've ruined it for yourself now you have to get a new tv and yeah. not have that fucking tv so now i gotta buy a fucking tv but i did watch episode two of lord of the rings on that tv um and it was at, it was out of control it was amazing so the good news um, is like last year's model of tv is pretty good um yeah. like hardly even the year before it's like because i'm my tv is like three years old now i think and it is mm-hmm. like it's an oled uh and it's it's it, it was relatively top of the line at the time uh and that kind of sweet spot in the middle, uh, middle to high end, and you can get that mm-hmm. TV for a very cheap right now. So yeah, 
I need to uh, need to make those moves happen because the reason I wanted to test it was I had I got the Last of Us remaster, which I had no intention of buying. I was like, I'm not spending this much money on a fucking remake of a game that came out four years ago, whatever you know, 2011, 2013. I don't remember anymore. Um, I played it on my TV, then I put it on my dad's TV, and I was like, holy fucking shit, they remade this game. It looks so different, but I could not determine that on my own tv because that's how shitty it is um but plug plugging it into a monitor capable of 4k <laughs> you know um capable of the modern things that the playstation 5 is supposed to be able to do uh, it blew my socks off i'm still angry about it i yeah dude you ruined yourself it's 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 that you're never gonna be able to go back now so anyway let's talk about merlin man i had a whole video game i wanted to pitch you on uh but we're 25 minutes into the outtakes and i feel like we just do a podcast because i've got i got let's do a podcast but uh but you should play immortality when it comes to a a device i gotta play immortality if i they fucking let me yeah Keep your magic off my man Cause this clock won't mean so much to me, Merlin